The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in Review. We're a podcast from the, uh, from the Galactic Network. So, as we all know, Peter Capaldi is due to bow out as the leading man in Doctor Who at the end of the forthcoming series. Of course, the question remains, just who exactly will be replacing him? Could we be you know, about to see the first female Doctor? I mean, everyone involved in the show seems to support this wholeheartedly. Maybe we get a black actor such as, I don't know, Dave Harwood. I mean, he's been proposed again and again and again. I mean, that's who I think I'd like to see. I mean, whoever lands a gig, it's safe to say the decision will be heavily analysed in pretty much every major way. So it's probably best not to ask someone who's been connected to the show, maybe a former doctor. I mean, basically, don't ask David Tennant. He's glad he doesn't have to make this kind of decision. He did an interview for The Telegraph. Um, and he has uh, quite a few things to say, but quite a few things not to say at the same time. Truthfully, I don't blame him. I mean, I don't want them to stunt cast anyone. I just want them to find the right person. And speaking of right people, here's another name to add onto the ever-expanding list of actors put forward as, well, potentially the next star of Doctor Who. You see, the writer, Toby Wrighthouse, has named Bean Human actor Damien Maloney as his top choice to replace the departing of Capaldi. Damien Maloney was on Bean Human and, well, he was pretty terrific, is uh, what Whitehouse has said. Now, of course, he also created the Supernatural series for BBC Three. However, he's young, so he ticks the box for the... Um, well, some of them. He... I don't care either way, young, old, fat, thin. I don't care. But... I can see him in a uh, velvet frock coat or something similar. And I think, well, I think he'd ace it. So, Stephen Moffat's done quite a lot on Doctor Who. I'm sure you can, uh, I'm sure you can agree. Believe it or not, Stephen Moffat's proudest moment as Doctor Who boss was not an experience he particularly enjoyed at the time. You see, he's done an interview with Empire and uh, Moffat described working on the 2013 50th anniversary special as murder, even though it turned out to be quite a hit. The Day of the Doctor was a monster hit, I think he can say that, but the actual process of doing it was murder is a direct quote from Moffat. I mean, the truth is, there's a reason why there's only one Doctor and there's absolutely no reason to have more than one. And you know what? Even though I absolutely love multi-Doctor episodes, I can see his point. Otherwise, you know, wouldn't you just summon all your Doctors? Oh, things are getting a bit hard. Oh, look out behind you, there's another one of me. Oh, look out behind you, there's another one of me. You could use it as a MacGuffin. And I don't think it... I don't think Doctor Who needs that kind of MacGuffin to get the Doctor out of situations. Now, if you are a hardcore Doctor Who fan, 
you'll know that Stephen Moffat wrote the final scene in his predecessor Russell T Davis's swan song. The scene that introduced Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. Moffat has confirmed that his successor Chris Chibnall will follow suit, scripting the closing moments of this year's Christmas special. Now I'm really disappointed at this, because I thought they would be nice for them to throw a curveball, with Capaldi bowing out after say 15 minutes and having a Christmas episode with a whole new Doctor. Absolute chaos, but apparently not. The truth is, uh, is this, he's completely planned it out. He knows exactly what the Christmas special is going to be, but he finishes two pages before you type, type end titles. So it looks like we're going to have a Christmas episode of Peter Capaldi, which is brilliant. I, I don't think anyone can complain with that, but it also looks like um, we're not going to get to see much of the new Doctor in the Christmas special, which I think, personally, they have missed. Well, they've missed an absolutely fantastic opportunity. Still, I don't write the show. If I did, that's what I'd do. What would you do? Well, maybe you need to tell me. And if you need to tell me, then you need to know how you can contact me. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hauntings, sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the New World Order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen, find out more, and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. So it looks like uh, Moffat's not the only one who has been talking to Empire. Peter Capaldi has opened up about his Doctor Who exit, admitting that he had mixed feelings after leaving the show after four years. Now, he'd previously told press, including Digital Spy, that starring on a long-running series presents well, certain problems and acting issues. You have to give the audience what they want, but at the same time, you have to do that with a full heart and spirit. You can't phone it in. Um, well, Capaldi said last year, how'd you do that? Well, it's hard. And in a new interview with Empire Magazine, he admitted that these challenges 
had played into his decision to quit the series. So that's a bit of a shame. He he doesn't want it to be the Peter Capaldi show. He wants it to be the Doctor. But to be the Doctor is difficult. That's what it sounds like to me. Anyway, it's a great article. Pop to em- over to Empire. Link in the show notes. Take a look. Now, I don't know about you guys. Because, uh, hey, I don't use proxy bypasses or anything. But what I can tell you is Doctor Who Series 9 is now available on Netflix UK. Now, I'm hopeful that it's also on the USA and Canadian versions. Uh, I don't know what... Because it all becomes really silly with territorial deals of you can't use that, you can't use that, you can use that. Uh, The sooner we get a universal streaming um, service, the better in my opinion. When it crosses so many copyright streams, I imagine that's a little bit pickly. Anyway, um, if you're a Netflix UK subscriber, you'll see, oh look, Series 9, fantastic. It's a shame the specials aren't there. I'd like to see the uh, the 50th anniversary special again. Well, I mean, I've got it saved on my on my DVR, but that's not the point. Ah, well, let's go south now. The Australian broadcaster ABC have announced a new half-hour panel show to tie in with the forthcoming 10th series of Doctor Who. Now, based around fans of the show, Whovians will be. Uh, shown on Sunday evenings from the 16th of April about 8.30 on ABC slash iview straight after the latest episode has been broadcast on ABC now this is this is the sort of thing that if it proves popular may well end up on a worldwide channel I mean I don't know about you but I do miss the, the short BBC productions about how an episode's put together I do miss the interaction with the fans so if ABC can keep this half hour panel show nice and tight then there's no reason why it won't end up migrating over to the BBC or BBC Worldwide I mean we can hope can't we now this is a particularly UK centric um, story however however um, it's also educational and I know Doctor Who and education go hand in hand. So stick with me, learn a little bit about what the BBC is doing, and you never know, this might be of interest to you. You might be able to get your hands on one of these. One of what? Well, as I've said, Doctor Who has been used as a subject for educational purposes a number of times over the years. And uh, within the next week or two, we'll see it contribute as part of BBC's learning. Now this is this is the Microbit Initiative with live lessons taking place from 11am on the 28th of March. The BBC Microbit will be put to the test at the controls of the TARDIS in this year's special live lesson in collaboration with the team behind Doctor Who. Now the lesson is aimed at 11 to 13 year olds and is devised around computational thinking skills. Don't let that put you off. They're going to probably uh, webinar this so you'll be able to go onto a website and watch. Um, the BBC Microbit is a, well, it's a small form factor computer, um, much in the same way as, I suppose, a, a Raspberry Pi or similar. Um, they'll be using it to uh, explore search algorithms, different types of errors, and the components that go into an algorithm. 
uh, guest experts from the field of web searching computer gaming uh, using micro, micro uh, using their BBC Microbit um, will be challenged to form a fictional uh, challenged to solve a fictional disaster scenario while coming face to face with one of the Doctor's deadliest foes. It's a tiny computer. It's designed to be used to teach coding concepts to children. I say children, what's the betting most adults will be buying these up as well? They're inexpensive. The lessons will be providing interactive participation in classrooms, for, created for both primary and secondary schools. It incorporates science, culture, entertainment. I'm trying to make learning to code fun. Now the, the BBC site already has a Doctor Who maker and there's elements of coding in that and there is another one which I'm trying to remember um, which, uh, which again is set in the Doctor Who world where you control a Dalek and it is all based around simple coding tasks building people up from visual instruction to eventually uh, written coding uh, it's absolutely fantastic something that I'm particularly passionate about with my background in IT and something that I think, um, well, I, I think using something as popular as this in that particular age group is a, well, it's a, it's something to be applauded. So I hope you don't mind that. Obviously, I've uh, I've mentioned something which is pretty UK centric, but you never know. You'll see these little BBC micro bits on popular auction sites. Get yourself one, follow the instructions, see what you can code. So let's finish off with a little bit of news, shall we? I mean, this is Who News and Reviews. The BBC have indeed released a number of publicity images to tie in with the new series due to premiere on the UK. Now these are things which essentially they've taken straight from the trailers, but as the BBC's released them publicly, I am hosting them on my website. Um, they are single shots taken from the last trailer. All of them are pretty, pretty spectacular, pretty exciting stuff. Um, click on the show link in the show notes. Pop over to my website where I host them. Take a look. Tell me what you think. We've also got a tiny other little bit of news. You see, Toby Whitehouse has confirmed to Digital Spy that the epic story that he has written will take place across three episodes, six, seven and eight of the new run. Whitehouse has said that his particular one is the third part of a three-parter. Uh, Stephen Moffat's done the first one and Peter Harness has done the second one. It's all set in modern day and uh, I think anything more than that, when uh, Stephen will go round to his house and kick him in the shin. But that's apparently the monk episode you know the scar-faced monks in their red robes apparently that's going to feature over three particular episodes now whether it's going to fit those three episodes are standalone episodes themselves with a little bit of a monkey thrown in who knows but I I wouldn't be surprised um, because they've moved away from doing cliffhanger episodes I don't think it's going to be three consecutive episodes telling one big story I think it's going to be three stories with a particular arc running through them. But still, we'll find out soon enough because it will soon be the 15th of April and it will soon be a return to proper Saturday night viewing. Without further
and the A to Z this week is the monster simply known as a slab. We first saw these in Smith & Jones. Slabs are robotic beings, typically, typically android, used by individuals of various races, mainly criminals of those races. They're basic slave drones and used for certain things, usually hired muscle. Slabs were usually over six feet tall and tended to travel in pairs. They had a vague form as not to provoke suspicion, but their attitude and internal anatomy were all very unusual. They always obeyed the commands of their master, disrespected other beings, did not speak, cough, sneeze, were never heard breathing. Nor did they ever seem to feel pain, and they had the same composition all the way through. Apparently quite strong as one smashed through a door with little effort, ripping it clean off its hinges in the process. For them, beings of average strength such as humans are easy to overpower, pin down, and they do that without any particular effort. For example, the slabs used by the plasmavore Florence Finnegan on Earth, and due to the Judoon's intervention on the moon as well, looked like motorcycle couriers dressed all in black, including their head, body, arms, hands, legs and feet. But they never delivered anything and were composed entirely of, well, leather. Except for the helmets. They could be destroyed by sufficiently high levels of radiation, such as X-ray, with radiation increased by 5,000% or energy weapons such as Jadoon Blasters. So there we go. That is this week's Who Knew and Review. I'll be back next week with next week's Who Knew and Review. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.